different things to get different people, but it's all for them to come and put their trust in our great Savior. And tonight, it's going to be a great night as well. Darren's got a great story and because he's got a great God. I'm going to read a few verses from Genesis chapter 12. That's the first book in your Bible. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It was actually one of our readings over the past week. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarah, Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran. And headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Moriah. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And, built, and Abram, built, uh, Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. Great story if you know the Bible. Abram, uh, father figure to the Jewish people and father, uh, father of faith. And there's a lot in the Bible, about, in the Old Testament, Abram and his father and his family. And God's into families. God wants to bless families as God is into families. And before I share my thoughts, two weeks today, um, Emmanuel and Shelley are having their young boy, Aidan, dedicated. And they want people to stay behind and have food and celebrate with them. But just to help them, if you want to celebrate with that family, can you please put your name at the connection point uh, today or tomorrow at the latest so that we can prepare? It's going to be part of the service, the dedication, because God puts people in families and God cares about families. And we are the broader church family, but we celebrate with the families within the broader church family. So please don't forget, if you don't put your name down, don't come and expect food two weeks from today. Okay, appreciate that. But here's a story in this one, in this family and about Abraham and we're continuing our theme this month of Embrace Change or a theme for the year is embracing. Since I say that, I can't see anything in our house now without embracing it mentioned. Okay, I think Lindsay and Kathy have come up with about 52 different embraces, okay? Try to say we need to, uh, we need to embrace, there was one about embrace the rapture last night, okay, that needs to be the last one. Okay, we do. I think it was much in the voice, it was a word about the rapture was on it, and somebody said, oh, we can embrace the rapture. So whatever, whenever the last one is, the problem is we just don't know when the rapture is. But I'll tell you, it's a week sooner today than it was last year. Last week, sorry. But there's a million embraces, and this is a year to embrace, and the way we're going, it might be 2029, 20, and we're still embracing stuff. But this is a year to embrace, and this month we're focusing on embrace change, and there's a lot of things changing this month. And church life changes are happening. 
Sunday evenings was a change. The midweeks that we've heard about are changed, and there's other things changing this month. Even the clocks change this month, okay? And what you'll notice is that they spring forward. They don't fall back this month. You could say they're not shrinking back. They're growing forward, or at least growing another hour forward. You're forward. So they're just in line with the world is in line, the country in line. Our theme of embracing change, this, and that's only one embrace. Today, we're looking at embrace change as far as Abram's concerned. I know Abram later became Abraham. But his first name here, if we see him as Abram, means that the exalted father of head father type of thing. Then God later changed his name to father of a multitude or of many nations. And normally in the Bible, when God changes your name, he's changing your identity. Like Peter, there's different uh, commentators see different things about Peter in the New Testament. Simon being various things. But one says it was like a reed, like shifting and blowing about in the wind. And the reaping, and Jesus changed his name from now on. You're going to be Peter, a rock. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be firmer. And there's a sense in which when God changes names, he's changing identity. If you notice, the first song today was, Hello, my name is Regret. But then when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, you change, your identity changes. You're no, longer, you're no longer an enemy of God. You're now a child of the one true God. You're not a loser. You're an overcomer anymore. You're, not, you're a child of the king. You're changing. Your identity changes, and he gives you a new name, which is saved. Brother and lost, you're saved. You're found. You're restored. And that is an identity change which happens. But in here in this process here, Abram is on a journey here, and he's traveling and God puts a call on Abram's life here to move from where he was to where God had for him. And from where he was to where he, got, where he was going involved change. He had to embrace a change in his life. To go where God wants you to go, you have to embrace change. You have to move from where you are. So the first thing we can learn in the story here is as far as embracing change, to embrace, to change, you have to leave where you are. You have to leave where you are. Leave your native country, Abram, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. And for Abram, it was a physical move. It was physically leaving where he was and moving somewhere different. Change, uprooting. Now, a change for us might not be physically moving. It might be physically moving, but it could be a change in other things. It could be a change in our mindset and the way we think about things. It could be a change of leaving our past mistakes. It could be leaving our past successes. It could be leaving our past way of life. It could be an emotional experience that we're still living on and dwelling on that we need to leave, move away from to embrace the change. But whenever we're going to embrace some change that God wants, there's some area where we need to leave where we are and move to something or somewhere different, either physically or emotionally or in our heads and our minds or in our spirit we need to leave to embrace a change. Some things, there needs to be a parting of some things. The past which hinders us from moving on to where we are. And that could be good or bad. But sometimes we don't embrace change because we're still stuck in what's happened to us or where we're at. But this morning I believe I'm speaking to a group who want to embrace change and grow forward into something new and something different. For Abraham, he had to do a flitting. He had to move a house moving. And I don't know about you, but even the thought and the idea of moving house to me is a nightmare. Now, I'm not thinking of moving house uh, 
But just whenever a fleeting thought comes in to my head about moving in the future, almost like cold sweat I break into and I immediately think of my loft, really, and all the rubbish and all the stuff that is in my loft. And I think, oh no, there's no way I ever want to leave here again unless I'm going to heaven and somebody else can deal with all the rubbish that's in the loft. I mean, my loft, I, t- I, I pay a visit to my loft twice a year. I have a twice a year visit to my loft. Okay, December, I go up to collect my Christmas tree and decorations and bring it down. And then a few days later, I go back up and put it back up. And then I say, thank you, Lord, that I don't need to come back up here for about another 11 or so months. It's a nightmare to move house. Never mind just moving a Christmas tree. But the reality is it can be hard work when you're moving house. It's not easy to move, to leave somewhere and go somewhere else. If it's a house, it's physically hard work. It is difficult. But in other ways, it could be emotionally, it could be spiritually, it could just be the way we think about things. It can be difficult. It could be hard work for us to leave where we are to go somewhere else. It can be difficult to embrace change. I appreciate that. It could be uncomfortable. It could be something where I don't want to go there in our minds. It's too much, it's too not worth the effort. And I want to tell you that's a wrong way of thinking. Sometimes it's hard to leave emotions which have hindered us and kept us down and kept us from embracing God, what God has. And I'm not minimizing this type of thing. Because physically, sometimes it's easier to move than it is emotionally over their mindset and our thinking. But sometimes we need to say, God, I'm prepared to make the move and the effort to embrace change, whatever that looks like. And sometimes I think, particularly with our mindset, we need to think, because we get into the comfort of what we know and we're scared of what's coming ahead, I think we need to change our thinking and recognize that when God says, I want you to embrace change, that God is a progressive God and what he wants ahead is better than where we've been. We need an experience to know that that's our God. You know, the Second Corinthians 3 and 18, this is just what God is like. It says, the Lord is a spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We love that as Pentecostals, don't we? But it's talking about a veil which separated us from God. When Jesus died, the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. But that wasn't just a, phys- a physical thing. That was an expression that we can now go into the presence of God. There was something which separated us, but Jesus took the punishment and the separation, and we can embrace it. And the Old Testament law, which showed us how bad we were, separated us from God. But Jesus made a way where there was no way, and we could come into the presence of God. But then it says, all of us who have that veil removed from us and come into his presence, we can reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who's the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. One verse says, we have been changed from one degree of glory to another. I, God's idea of change when he comes into life is to change us, to make us more like Jesus. This might shock some of you, but Jesus, but God didn't get us to become to faith and accept Jesus and become safe to get us into heaven. 
that was to get us the start of a process from then on, we can then be more and more created in the image which we lost. When Adam fell and we all inherited that bad nature, then God says, I want you recreated into my image because you were made in my image. And when Jesus came into our lives, thank God he saved us. Thank God we can go to heaven. But then God can begin a process where he changes us back and more and more every day growing into the image of Jesus Christ. You and I should be more like Jesus this week than we were last week. Ask the person beside you if it's true. No, I don't. Don't go there. But God, when he comes, when God says, I want things to change, I want you to embrace change, Abram, you need to recognize it's not changing backwards or less, it's more. I've got more for you. What's ahead is greater than where you've been. And I believe as we embrace change as a church and individually, what God's got for us is greater than where we've been. This is what he said to Abram. He says, if you're prepared to leave where you are and embrace this change and where you're going, he says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. And so that you get the correct theology here, and you'd hear me correctly, I'm not saying that if you're prepared to leave stuff behind and go ahead and to embrace the changes that God's got for you, that you're going to be a great nation. I can't guarantee that you're going to be famous. But I will tell you that you will be a blessing to God and to others. You'll be an example to others. You'll be an encouragement to others. You'll be something to others where others can look at your life and say, wow, look what's happened to them. And if they can change and they can embrace change, I can embrace change. If I can leave where I've been, if they can leave where they've been and move into something new in God, I can do it as well because their God's my God. And you will be a blessing and encouragement to others. Abraham did what we all should do when God asked him to leave where he was. He got up and he did it. He departed as the Lord had instructed. He was 75 years old at this point. They say his wife was barren, they had no kids. It's never too old to embrace change. And for Abram, the best years were still ahead. But he was leaving the comfort of where he was and moving to something greater. And he went into somewhere not knowing what he was doing. And it's an incredible story of faith. That's why Hebrews 11 says it was by faith that Abram obeyed, moving to a land that he didn't know where he was. He looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham took a step of faith. And let me suggest, and let me not just suggest, let me say that every step to change is a faith step. The Bible says that in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, that we walk by faith, not by sight. No, I like seeing where I'm going. I like to know exactly how I'm getting there. I want to see what's happening at the end of the journey before I start off in this journey. But with God, when God says, I want you to embrace change, like Abram, I want you to get up and leave where you are. I've got something new, something different, something fresh, something greater for you. But I'm not telling you where it is now. You have to go up and just follow what I'm doing. I'm your sat-nav, and you just need to follow me and obey me and trust me. And Abram says, okay, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'll embrace the change. But every step is a step of faith. Because every change, by its very DNA, change means faith. Because it's not where you've been. So you're taking a step of faith into something which is unknown. Change is something you've not done before. And if you've done it before, then it's not faith. Because you know what it's like, you should know the outcome. But if you're in here today and say, God, I believe we're embracing change. Listen, changing our Sunday nights, changing our meeting services, it's a step of faith. Because we don't know what they're going to look like. We're trusting and believing God. And we believe God's telling us to do it. But we need to step by faith and say, God, we're trusting you and believing. We don't know because we've not done this for a while. We've not done this thing. 
but we're just trusting and believing God, and we're taking a step of faith because we believe you're calling us to do something new and embracing change. But every change involves faith. Little changes, because changes, I've not been here before, I've not done this before, I don't know, I've not got that experience to fall back to say this is what's going to happen. But Abraham says, I'm not even telling you where it's going to go or what's going to happen. But Abraham, I'm calling you to leave and embrace a change that I've got for you. And Abraham says, okay, I'm up for it. I'm going for it. And I'm going to believe and trust God. And I'm going to walk by faith. And we need to be people like that. There was a parting that had to take place in his life. There was a time of parting from where he'd been to where God wanted him. But there'd been a period of preparation. So he took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, all his wealth, his livestock, all the people were taken into his home and all his possessions and his stuff. See, if you're embracing change and taking steps of faith, it's good to take faith people with you. Make sure you've got faith people alongside you. Because if they're not faith people, they'll drag you back into where you've been. But have people say, go for it. We're believing God for you. We're trusting God. And that's why we want to speak life in this house. When we're singing songs like that, we want to speak faith and we want to speak life over everyone. I mean, somebody's embracing change and says, I'm going to try something. I believe it in God and I don't know how. We want people alongside and say, hey, we're with you. We are praying for you. We are supporting you. We are believing God for great things for you. And Abraham and faith people around about him. But also, a bigger point to make this morning. What happened is he took stuff that he gathered in his life to help him where he was going. Catch what I'm saying here. People's stuff had accumulated on the journey with something to help you in your future. We're talking about leaving behind and moving into something new. But I want to tell you this morning that the experiences you've gained, the wisdom you've gained, the successes you've had, the lessons you've learned from your failing, the knowledge you've gained, the associations that you've gained to this point, have not been by chance, but they've been preparation for the next stage of your journey. It's to help you embrace the future. You think, I'm embracing and I'm leaving everything behind, and there's things we have to leave behind this morning. God's placing his finger on things in your life that you know to go on in God, you need to leave behind. It could be associations, it could be your past emotions, it could be your past mistakes, it could be your past failings, it could be hurts, and you need to leave them behind and move on and embrace change. But I want to tell you that there's nothing lost in God. And whatever you've had your experience so far just now, it's for the new day that's ahead of you. You know, David one day was faced with Goliath, and it's like, this is new. I've not had this problem before. I've not had this obstacle before. Uh, uh, but this is his defining moment. This is a significant moment in his life. This is a change in his status and a change in his destiny, a change in his future here. And he came and he confronted Goliath. And what he said this, he says, and you can read it, I think it's in First Samuel 17, and he says this, you know what? The Lord who delivered me from the bear and from the lion is going to deliver me out of his hands as well. I.e., what has happened to me in the past has been preparation for this new day in my life. 
what God has done in my life in the past, my association, my experience, the things I've done, this is all preparation for this new day that God's got for me, this new day of destiny, this new day of progress and changing my status and changing my future. And it's because what God has done me, I've got a confidence that my experience, my work, my faith in God, my walk with God, all it has done is prepare me for what's coming next. Oh, and Jesus came across Simon Peter. He says, Simon, you've been fishing all your life and you thought that's what your future was. It's no. You know what's happened? All that's happened, that you're fishing for fish has prepared you for when you're now going to be fishing for men. He said, that's been a preparation period and it's just been causing you to learn lessons so that you can apply for your new day of destiny, for this and change that's coming into your life. And all that's happened up to now, it's always been preparation for this new day and the change that's taking place. And some of us need to realize that. And that's only two. And you can think of many examples. But let me encourage you that all you've required in life, your experiences that you've gained, have been preparation for you to embrace the new that God has got for you. Everything in, in God's economy is, is found in, and useful for some things, even the things that you don't understand. Some have gone through some real tough stuff. Some have gone through some bad stuff. And I want to do to tell you that that's not lost in God. And God wants to change you from being the comforted to the comforter. He wants to you to come into a new day and the stuff that has happened in your life is so that you can embrace the change that you're no longer going to be the comforted. It's time to God come in and comfort me so that I can comfort others. That's what 2 Corinthians 1 and 3 says. The comfort he gives us in our troubles so that we can comfort others so that when they are troubled, we will be able to give them the comfort that we have received. One today, whatever's happened in your life, all your experiences so far have been preparation for you to embrace a new day of change and a new place in God. So that whatever's happened to you, you're not going to be on the receiving. You're going to be giving more and giving out and giving comfort and giving blessing and giving help and giving hope to those because your experience has brought you to a place where God, it's a new day and I'm embracing all that you've got for me. And there are others who are on that journey and I've moved from there, but I can still help them before I've learned in my journey. Listen, I just feel there's others today. You've just got a mindset of what a wasted time I've had in my life. What a wasted point in my life. Why did I do that course? Why did that happen to me? Why did I get that job? Why did that not work out? And you're thinking there and dwelling with a fact that why did that happen? I want to tell you there is nothing lost in God. There is nothing lost in God. And whatever your experience is, it's preparation. Abraham, you're taking stuff so far. The story so far, you're leaving a place, but the sum of the stuff that you've learned is going on and you're taking it into your future. And I want to tell you, I know some have been through some terrible stuff. I knew there's some people who have gone through experience in here, and it says everything has been thrown at you except the proverbial kitchen sink, to be honest. And even in being in church today is a victory for you. And that's key. And I want to salute you. Because it's easy when you come in your high, but those who are going through stuff, those who are going through, those who have had a horrendous week, those who have got battles, and you're in church today, I want to salute you and honor you and say you're an example and encouragement and a blessing to us all. And you really are, and I really mean that. But listen, today is day of victory, for, and today is a day where we move on. And it's a day where we grow and embrace the future. And the things that have happened to us, please forget the mindset of why did that happen? Just embrace the fact it did happen and God can turn it around and use it because God can cause all things to work together for good to those who love him according to his purpose. And this new day, the preparation day, and it's a day for that to prepare us for the change that is in our lives. I, I mean, ah, bah, 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 bah. 
I don't know what ba 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 means, but there you go. Okay. Need to edit that bit. Abram, there's a change coming. You need to leave. Some stuff you need to leave. And I'm heavy in this, but I know there's people in here, you need to leave stuff. You need to leave stuff. It might be associations, it might be places, it might be emotions. And I'm not saying it's easy, and we'll pray at the end for God to enable you to leave what has hindered you from embracing the changes that God wants for you. But you need to have a mindset that says, that's just been preparation. The stuff that's happened is preparing me for a new day and the change that's coming. And they were, they were periods of time in his life. But what I love about him, about Abram, is that his lifestyle was praising, his worshiping. Dave, where have you been? Embrace change. And that can be frightening. That can be hard. And as we embrace change, it's easy to get caught up in the changes. It's easy to get caught up in the practical changes we're doing in church life. It's easy to get caught up in stuff and things that are happening. But what I love about Aram, all that stuff was happening, but his focus was still in God. His focus was still in God. It's easy to get caught up with a whole bunch of stuff in the world. But when we read here, God spoke to him and says, I'm going to give you your descendants this land. It's new territory. It's a change in their geographical place. It's a different place, a different territory. There's a growth here. There's a victory here. There's new territory. There's new ground. There's things to embrace, changes from where they've been. And I'm going to give it to your descendants. It's interesting. And what I love, that Abram didn't get excited about the stuff. He got excited about God. And he focused on God. It wasn't the what, but the who behind the what that was important. Because it said here that Abram built an altar there and he dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. See, he appreciated the unchanging God beyond the changing world that he was in. The unchanging God was his priority. Above all the changing landscape, his focus was still on building a temple, building uh, something, a dedication, an altar, dedication, praise, and worship to our God. Because his relationship was more important than the stuff that was happening. And it's easy to get caught up in all the, the hustle, the bustle, the change, the things, the different type of meetings. And, uh, and I'm so thankful and embracing and excited about the changes that are taking place. Encourage, enjoy a Sunday night. Last week was great. I'm looking forward to more and more God doing stuff. I thank God for the good reports I'm getting of our live groups and people are growing and added to live groups. It's wonderful. The crashing waves is going to be incredibly exciting and wonderful. With the first with a uh, revival premium yesterday I heard was a fantastic time. Kath and I were away and couldn't make it and it's exciting and it's wonderful. I heard the, the other midweek thing we're doing with men's and women's events with Shias was great the other night. I wasn't there, it was a women's event. But while you were, she isn't here, I was at home thinking she is also. But you were thinking she is this, and I was at home thinking she is that. Uh, she is anointed. She's an encouragement. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She's a blessing in my life. 
got to get good brownie points somewhere along the line. So I wasn't there. But I want to tell you, I don't want all the changes or any of the changes to take priority over my excitement of my relationship that I have with the living God. That my relationship with him is above all the changes. All the things and all the stuff that are happening in church life is great and we should be excited about it. But it shouldn't take priority over the fact that we have a relationship with a living God. This uh, week I shared some developing leadership stuff with some guys that came along. And with some characteristics we've shared the past couple of weeks about a new life leader. And one of the things we say that is this. Who he is to you is more important than what he does for you. Who he is to you should always be more important than what he does for you. Abraham, who he was, was more important than what he was doing. We have another one that says, your walk with God is more important than your work for God. Boy, you're glad you didn't come to these leadership. But listen, worship's a lifestyle. It's not just singing songs, it is a lifestyle, we know that. But I love Abraham and all the change that was taking place, he continued consistently to be a praiser and worshiper of God and focused on God. And I love, it says here, God says, I'm gonna give your descendants this land. And then you'll notice at that time, it was inhabited by Canaanites. Aye, you're gonna get it, but you're not getting it yet. That's not what it looks like. I'm just showing you a picture of what it's gonna be in the future. Then it says, Abram then built the altar of thanksgiving. He didn't wait until it was happening. He just thanked God before it happened because he was believing God and he was trusting God. It says, and even before it happens, even before you answer my prayer, even before my desire and the change is taking place, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to thank you. Even though it's not there yet, I'm going to still praise. I'm not going to wait till you do it. I'm going to live a life when I'm going to praise you even before it happens. And then he says, and then he moved on. He moved to the hill country. See, and then he built another altar. I love this. See, the first place was the plains of Mora. It was in the plains, and what did he do? He built an altar of worshiping you, God. Then he went to the hill country, and he built an altar. Whether you're in the valley, whether in your mountain, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you. Okay, and I love what it says here. It says, he built, a, he built this dedication, a second one, this altar of dedication in the hill country, and it was between Bethel and Ai. It Bethel to uh, the west was an AI to the east. Hi, clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. No, it was nothing like that. But hey, listen, you know what that is? That was great. That's significant because Bethel is the house of God. It, that's the ultimate. Oh, this is God's house. I mean, God's house. This is. AI was a place of ruins. And David shared about last week. You know, sometimes, I'll come on to that in a minute. You know, he had. I'm trying to think the way you're looking at me. That's west as you look and east as you look, all right? So I'm standing in the middle. I've got Bethel there. I've got the house of God. I've got the wow there. And I've got a place of ruins there. And let me suggest that in life, most years are in here. Most of us are not in a place of ruin. And most of us are not in the wow. We're right in the presence of God 24-7 and we're living there. Most of us in life are in the middle somewhere. And sometimes it's easy when you're, my life's a room, my life's a mess, and God, I need you, and I'm worshiping, and I'm calling out to you, and I'm calling out to you. And sometimes it's, oh, just 
just, oh, wow, it's awesome, and I'll do that. But in the middle, sometimes it's, hmm, would you just go on, mate? Listen, but what Abram says, it doesn't matter whether I'm there. It doesn't matter whether I'm there. I'm in the middle, and you know what? I'm living a life where I'm dedicating to God, and I'm praising, and I'm worshiping God. Yeah, I'm on a journey, and I'm moving from there to there, but you know what? In the middle, I'm going to constantly build an altar of praise and worship and thanksgiving, and even though I've not got where I've gone, even though I've not fully got to the change that God's got for me, you know what? That doesn't matter. I'm going to build an altar of praise and thanksgiving and worship and dedication to God, and I'm going to make it a habit of life that no matter what's going on, no matter what changes are taking place, some things are never going to change. And one of the things that's never going to change is I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to praise my God. I'm going to bless my God. I'm going to live a life of constantly blessing and praising my God. And then the band are going to come up because we're going to finish doing it. But then it's progressing. Abram continued south. He kept going towards the negative. I.e., I'm living a life where I'm not going to stop, but I'm going to keep going. Because sometimes we get to a place where embrace change, then the change happens and we get stuck in a rut again. But we need a life that God, I want to constantly live in a life where I'm embracing more and more of what you've got for me. I'm not making a decision to stop where I am. Maybe you think you've stopped and you've embraced a change in your life and that's wonderful. But I want to tell you, whatever changes you've embraced in your life, God still get more changes for you down the road. God still get more for you down the road. And some people get so excited about change. Some people want to change every 10 minutes in life. They want to change something. There's some every 10 years they want to change something. But we're all different. But I want to tell you, we need to embrace change. And I want to tell you that the way to embrace change is just to keep going and keep going. Now, there's some people that knew that was a change. They would go like that and go like that and go like that and go and run to it. And there's others that would maybe just be, I can see the change God's making, but I'll, I'll just take it slowly and slowly. Let me encourage you, if you're one of those slowly, slowly people, even if you're going slowly, you know what you're doing? You're beginning to change. You're beginning to get there. Another person might be there, but them getting there is not going to stop you getting there. You're just taking a bit longer to get there. And I want to tell you, God allow, and God loves the ones that are going and running for change, but God loves the some, just the same, the ones that are just slowly and taking it easy, and God will meet you where you are. But I want to encourage this morning as we close, I wasn't going to finish with that, but I will finish with that. God is calling us to change. God is calling us to embrace change this morning. If you can stand for a moment, I want you to stand. Please stand up if you can. If you can't, that's okay. There's no problem. God loves you just as much and God can meet you where you are. But Abraham, it's time to change. But in order to change, you need to leave where you are. But you need to realize, Abraham, that some of the stuff and the stuff that's happened to you so far and the stuff in life that you've accumulated is preparation for what's ahead of you. But in all the changes, keep your focus on me and keep worshiping and keep praising me. And never stop and never get to this stage where he says, I've got it all. Because Abram kept going and kept going and kept going. But particularly for those this morning, change is hard. And there are stuff you know that God's calling you to embrace something new and something different. But your old mindset is kicking in. Past hurts are kicking in and you can't move from them. Sometimes it's past successes that are more difficult to move from because we keep living in our past successes. And all that does is hinder the more successes that God's got for us. But it's been a generalization, I know, but I just, I'm trusting the Spirit of God to do drop into hearts and spirits right now. 
things that you need to leave in order to move on to what God's got for you. And I'm going to pray that even if it's difficult to do it, God's going to give you the grace and the strength to leave that past behind and to move into your future. And it's not that that's been a wasted time or it's been bad stuff, because God's going to use what's happened to you so far in your experience in order to you embrace the future. And you're going to meet people in the future that you're going to impart into them stuff that you've acquired and learned. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that as your spirit moves, Lord, that, that you'll drop things in people's spirit, Father God. You, Lord, you'll speak to us, showing us the things that we need to leave. And for those particularly who are struggling to leave things in the past, Father, I pray, Lord, you'll give them the grace and the strength and the courage that we need to embrace the change that you've got for us. Thank you. What you've got for us ahead is far greater than anything we've ever had. For those who have had bad stuff, I thank you for a healing process that can take place. Thank you for healing all the past hurts, all the emotions. Thank you for restoring from all the mistakes of the past. And I thank you, Lord, that we can move on whole and complete in you. And you can become all that you've called us to be. But Lord, help us to leave. Let this be a significant day. Let this be a milestone where we leave the past. We leave where we've been and we embrace the change. And Lord, even though we don't understand it all, we don't know where we're going or what it means, but there's a decision in our hearts and spirits that we're embracing what you've got for us ahead and we're prepared to walk by faith. And help us to embrace an attitude that we're never going to stop embracing the future and the changes you want to make in our life. And maybe you're in here today with every head bowed and eye closed. Well, you've never even came to the place where we accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. But today, not only can you leave your past, but your past can be dealt with and you can receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you want to embrace Him as your Savior, would you slip your hand up, please? You've never acknowledged Jesus as your Savior. But today you can leave that past behind. God bless you. You can take your hand out. Lord, I thank you for the future you have for every one of us. Father, I thank you, Lord, that as we embrace change, that you already know what's ahead of every person here. Lord, there's some people in here that's going to be significant changes in their life. But Lord, I pray you'll give us a spirit and a heart to embrace that change in a fresh and a new way. Lord, I thank you for the experiences so far. Thank you for what we've learned and how we've grown over the past years as individuals. And I thank you, Lord, that there's nothing lost in what you've given us and what we've learned is going to be used for your glory and to input into other lives. But I pray, Father God, that this is a day that we look back on, Lord, where we can, where we can see something change and I moved into something new in God. And that walk of faith has brought us to a great place where we see you moving in an even greater manner. Hallelujah.